Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Med- Medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I am Kate Spencer. And I am Dory Shafrir. And we are not experts. We're not. We're two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And hello, welcome to this, our first episode airing on a Monday. Feels just the same as when these episodes (laughs) aired on a Wednesday. It does. But this is our first week of one episode a week. In our feed. In our main feed. Which is yeah. access- in our main feed accessible to anyone. Mm-hmm. And here we are. Feels good. It's good to be here, Dory. And and I will say we don't have a guest for this episode other than the two of us. I know. I'm excited about this. It felt like a good way to kind of kick off our new sketch. Yeah. And like just see how we do as just yeah, totally. the two of us. Um, I will say though, if you, if you do want to hear more of us this week, we are airing an episode of product recall on our Patreon. Oh my goodness. We always say that the product recalls are an iconic product, but this is truly an iconic product. (laughs) So if you're a fan of product recall, you can toodle it on over to our Patreon. There is a seven day free trial. So you know, you can you can sign up for the free trial, listen, kind of get a feel for the vibe. If you're not feeling it, don't sign up. That's if okay. you are feeling it, yeah, sign up. Also, um, until through Thursday, you will get two July months 6th. free. July 6th, you will get two months free if you sign up for an annual membership on any of the tiers. After Thursday, you will continue. You will get one month free, but through Thursday, you will get two months free. That is our best offer that will ever happen. <laughs> and we want yeah, you to you also, have two free months. We want you to have it. two free months. It's at patreon.com slash forever35. And uh, oh, and yeah, and at the $10 level, we have also added ad free episodes. So if you're listening to this, and you're just like, ugh, I'm so sick of fast forwarding through your ads. We know that you fast forward through the ads. We know we know you do. Yeah, we get it. Okay. Yeah, it's all right. But if you don't want to have to do that, you can can join at the $10 level and get ad free episodes. Okay. With all that said, Kate, here we are. How you doing? Okay, well, do you remember when we had Liz Glazer on the podcast? I sure do. And Liz was talking about the 750 word journal that she does. Yes. Well, now I've started this. Ooh. 
How do you like it? Okay. I missed a day yesterday, but I'm not going to harp on the kind of obsessive need for everything to happen every day in order for it to be considered a success by my brain. Got it. I really like it. It has been helping me process a lot of kind of challenges that I have been experiencing. And I have been, look, I'm a, I am a writer who writes books as part of her job. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm, yet mm -hmm. I have found myself startled at how long it takes to write 750 words. It's, it's Mm. totally doable. And I, and I do it, but it's, it really is, it's a muscle that, right now for me is just kind of like, you know, eh. I'll like, I'll be like type and I'll type some thoughts and then I'll look down to see if I've like hit 750 and it's like 230. And I just, I think it, it's, it's not that like the word, um, like it's hard to write a lot of words. What I think it is, is like, it really makes you have to like dig a little deeper into kind of what you're rambling about. Totally. Or you can just matter of factly describe, even even if you're just like walking through what you did in a day, it requires you to go deeper, you know? Yes. And I, I don't, I'm finding that kind of to be an interesting exercise. Um, and I like it. I'm going to say that I like it. It's, it's one thing that is cool that Liz mentioned about this website and they have a free trial. And then I believe you do have to pay like a monthly, it's a small fee. Um, But when you're done, it analyzes the words that you use and it gives you like, not only can it kind of see your most used words, but from analyzing it, it kind of tells you like, how are you feeling today? Like what's the, what are the big like through line Mm. emotions that are in this journal entry? And that has been really kind of cool to see. That is really cool. Was there a word that you used a lot that you were surprised by? No, it's more, it's, it was more just kind of interesting to see the emotions that are kind of tying in to a lot of the things I'm feeling lately. Yeah. And that has been interesting. And I, I think there's also some, something to be said for like journaling. Again, I've only done this like three times. So it's not, and, and I have journaled on and off in the past, but and I journal daily, but very, in very small doses. But this is like kind of long form writing. You have to really be willing to look at the things that you might like to avoid. Because you are, oh, I think because you have this kind of word goal count, yes. that kind of nudges you forward to keep digging and keep writing. Yes. But I have noticed like, well, you know, I tend, I do tend to avoid feelings that make me really upset. Um, Okay. And it's interesting that in sitting down to journal about stuff and kind of having, you know, trying to commit to really getting a certain amount of words onto the page, Mm -hmm. I'm having to like, or I am finding myself, I'm not having to, but I am finding myself kind of getting a little bit more up close and personal with like the shadow side of things, to borrow Uh a term that um, upcoming Forever 35 guest Rachel Cargill uses in her new book. I believe Uh she she talks about the shadow side, you know, like the less appealing, the things that aren't great to look at, the darker side of things. Okay. So that's been kind of interesting. And I, I, when we talked to Liz, I was so moved at how she talked about how journaling kind of really helped her come to terms with her desire to 
be sober. Yes. And I can see how that happens because you're just sitting there typing, 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 and you're like, oh, like shit's going to come out that maybe you were keeping close to the vest. But when you're writing it out, it kind of has a way of appearing. That's very interesting, Kate. Is there anything so, is there anything you'd like to share or not really? No. No, for me oh, this is okay. Well, no, for me this is part of and I didn't mean to like go super deep, but I you know, at the beginning of the year I chose a word or words that I kind of wanted to carry um with me through the year. Yes. And normally I do this and then I like forget the word and that's the end of it. But mm-hmm. this year it has really um, stuck with me. And I've been doing more and more work kind of in this direction. And I think it has a lot to do with other work I'm doing on myself. But And the words I chose were calm and, and gentle. And part of that is kind of understanding the ways in which having a right to have my just keep my things private in a way. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but just like I, I am such a verbal person and have written books that are, I've written a memoir. Like I love engaging with people, but I also am starting to really kind of figure out, especially like for me, calm and gentle is like the voices in my brain and the noise in my head Mm. and the way, you know, my attention span and the ways in which understanding neurodivergency kind of has deepened my understanding of like all this stuff. So anyway, I'm on a little bit of a journey right now. I love this. Yeah. You'll hear about it more like when we talk about the books I'm reading and stuff, they're all kind of a, a lot of the nonfiction I'm reading is kind of a part of this, I I guess. I mean, I, it's, I just, this is where I find myself in this season of life. I really like this. Do you think it has anything so, to do with it being summer? You know, I think it's more that my birthday is coming up. I'm turning 44. Mm. Yep. That feels like a really big age. It has mm. a lot of heft. Mm. Like I'm I'm middle-aged. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Really yeah. thinking about like what are my values and like what how do I want to show up in the world and when I say in the world I really do mean like in in the present like living space because I do feel like online for me is it's becoming harder and harder for me like existing in the online world and how it kind of impacts my mental health so yeah I don't know. I'm just really thinking about like how I show up in the present. I don't know. So anyway, I don't know if it's summer. I think it's more like just kind of really doing a like a really kind of honest evaluation with myself about what I want and as a person and Mm -hmm. um how I am not quite meeting my needs and the needs of others in my life. Okay. These are, these are, these are big. Woo. 
Woo. I'm also, look, I'm also putting a lot of jojoba oil on my nails. So I just want to make sure we we honor the lighter stuff in my life too. I am just covering myself in oil, but yeah, I don't know this journal. And I, I, I thought journaling might kind of help me process a lot of the things that I have been feeling, Yeah, but haven't really been able to put quite into words and also really help me kind of do the work that I'm trying to do on, on myself, on myself, with myself, for myself. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's what's new over here. Got okay. really heavy on this first Monday episode. <laughs> hey, that's what we're here for. Speaking of heavy, have you been able to have any heavy sleeps lately? Good one, Kate. <laughs> you know, one thing I'm journaling about is my my very poor segue work on the podcast and how I really <laughs> want to improve how I do segues in conversation. So that's a big topic um, in my journal. Yeah. So, you know, I've been, I have been making an effort to go to sleep earlier. Like yeah, getting in bed. Because, yeah. You're not on text when I want you to be. And that's good. <laughs> For both of us. It's good like for both getting, of us. It's getting good in bed in the nines versus getting in bed Ooh, in the, the nines. tens. And when we're saying getting in bed, you mean sliding between the covers, teeth brushed. Like you're in, like physically in the bed. Yes. I'm in my pajamas. I've Impressive. written in my one line a day journal. I've done all my skincare. I've brushed my teeth. I'm I'm like, I'm in bed. Um, and I'm usually like reading at this point, whether it's like, or doing like a crossword or something. And what's interesting is I have found that it's like my body takes the cues from getting into bed because I will find that after like 15 or 20 minutes, I like cannot keep my eyes open. And sometimes it's like 940, which like, if I hadn't gotten into bed, I would still be watching TV or texting people or playing mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. game on my phone or whatever. And it's just, it's just been an, it's been interesting f- for me to just see that my brain and my body, like I, I've had such a, such a um, regular bedtime routine for the past few years that as soon as I'm like, okay, like moisturizers on, teeth are brushed, retainers in, <laughs> like <laughs> I've written in my one line of day journal, I'm lying down, I only have my bedside lamp on, like my body's like, okay, doesn't matter what time it is, it's time for sleep mm. and I am able to yeah. fall asleep. So that's been very interesting. And then last night, I played Mahjong, my monthly Mahjong game, and we didn't leave my friend's house until 10, which is, you know, quite late. That is late, Um, especially if you've been sliding into bed in the nines. Exactly. So I, by the time I like dropped my friend off, um, because we carpool and got home, it was like 1035, 1040. And then I was sort of like amped up. So even though I did get into bed like relatively quickly. Like I was in bed, I think around 11. I wasn't really able to fall asleep that quickly. And I woke up a couple times during the night, just sort of like, like I woke up at like one, like I feel like my sleep was sort of like disrupted, which was again, just like interesting. 
I'm and I didn't drink alcohol like but it's I think it's just the the act of doing something very stimulating at night coupled with going to bed later than I have been has like it it does disrupt my sleep. So mm, yeah. It's just it's just very it's very interesting just to kind of like observe these patterns. Yeah, I was talking to a friend about this about like like how just like what it feels like to be middle-aged and how like this would have never been a thought I had 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Like the idea that if I'm out a little bit later it just like just our bodies are just different right now. And it, it's a real thing. And I had no empathy for people in their like 40s and older when I was younger. And now I'm like, oh my God. Well, what's been interesting for tough. me lately with these sort of realizations is like I had already had the realization that like even if I have just like one glass of wine, like my sleep yes. is disrupted. But I hadn't totally. totally wrapped my head around the fact that even if I'm not drinking, my sleep is disrupted depending on what I've been doing before bed. Like that was a the kind stimulation of like, factor. The stimulation factor. Yes. Yeah. And I've, I've found like now kind of thinking back, I'm realizing I've found that also like if I exercise before bed, like if, you know, like during the pandemic, if I was like, I'm going to get on the Peloton tonight, like I was sort of like amped up. Um, mm -hmm. The other night, I, I however, counterpoint to that the other night i did do um an evening yoga class on the peloton app um that was very calming and that did not like amp me up so i think do you remember when i was doing like the the restorative yoga almost like every night yes, like that night. was very calming so like i don't know maybe maybe i'll go back to that like that was a nice practice anyway it's just been it has been very interesting and to your point, I think about like my lifestyle when I was in my 20s and 30s before I had kids like living in Philly and living in New York and just going out like almost every night and drinking and going to bed late. And I'm just like, whoa, <laughs> like that is so foreign to me now. <laughs> I'm just in a, you know, did you... Uh, yes. Did you smoke cigarettes? No. You were never a cigarette smoker? I was not a cigarette smoker. Like in college, I smoked like a few cigarettes here and there. You know what I mean? But I was never, right. I was never a smoker. Um, yeah, no, I was not a smoker. I was. Oh, I know. You had your parliament lights. I had those P funks as people called them. I went through Do people an American still smoke spirit lights? Well, I feel like people don't smoke. Like people don't smoke in the same way. Although I guess I don't know. I, I actually know nothing about who smokes now and how they do it. So I feel like I read something recently where it was like the younger generation has returned to smoking. Like they're like rejecting vaping, but now they're smoking cigarettes. I mean, if you have watched The Idol, I've only watched one and like a fraction of the second episode, but. They're all smoking that, cigarettes. That person. Well, the yeah, main character is smoking like capris. Like she's smoking right. skinny cigarettes. Yeah, I feel like there have been, I've seen like, there's a, there is an Instagram account of um, 
it's basically like it basically posts pictures of celebrities like cool celebrities smoking cigarettes and i'm like oh are we back to like the glamorization yes. of smoking now because this won't right. end well you know <laughs> like there will be there will be some people that will be able to just stop when they feel like it and then there will be some people who like actually get addicted to smoking even though they thought it was like a cool ironic thing to be doing in their 20s you know what i mean yeah yes i do totally anyway um kate we should take a break oh my gosh okay yes so let's do do that we will be we'll be back in a moment but before actually before we take a break i do just want to remind everyone that they can visit our website which is forever 35 podcast.com you'll find links to everything we mentioned on the show there we're also on instagram at forever 35 podcast um we also have our favorite products at shopmy.us slash forever35. We have a newsletter at forever35podcast.com slash newsletter. You can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash forever35. If you don't want to hear the ads that are coming up, join us there. And you can call or text us at 781-591-0390 and email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com. And we will be right back. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, look, I don't know about you, but when I hold on to some negative feelings, it really starts to impact my day to day. Mm. I get a little snippy and short with the people in my life. Things start to really feel overwhelming. And look, it's just generally not great for me or for the people that I am interacting with. And I do find that my time in therapy is a real safe space to get those things off my chest and figure out how to work on and work through things that are weighing on me Mm. or maybe weighing on you. For example, like I have actually really been working on mindfulness in therapy. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Easier said than done, but that's the work, right? Like just learning about kind of I'm like really creating a breathing practice and paying attention to my physical body and my feelings. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and to learn productive coping skills. If you're thinking about trying therapy, try BetterHelp. It's convenient and accessible anywhere because it is 100% online. All it takes to get started is filling out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you're not vibing with the therapist, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash forever35 today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash forever35. You know, one thing I think is really kind of interesting about skin, my skin, but all skin, is that like what it needs now in my 40s is not what I needed in my 30s. Totally. Definitely not what I needed in my 20s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, how are you supposed to know what your skin needs? It's hard. It's hard to know. Especially when there's just like so many products out there, the overwhelm is real. It's a struggle to even know how to get the results you want, what products to start with. This is why we're super excited to partner with Apostrophe. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed medications that are clinically proven to help. I have used Apostrophe. I love it. They will pair you with a board-certified dermatologist who literally creates a personalized treatment plan for your skin. I have 
done this a few times now. It is so easy to do their online consultation. You upload photos. And like within a few weeks, I had done the consultation and received my treatment plan and my product. Amazing. And that is how I became a Tretinoin gal. I love the Tretinoin that they sent me. I love their sunscreen. Both products have been amazing on my skin. And you, Forever 35 listeners, can get a special deal from Apostrophe. You can get your first visit for only $5. That's at apostrophe.com slash forever35 when you use our code forever35. Now that is a savings of $15. I like that. This code is only available to Forever 35 listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash forever35 and click get started. And then use our code forever35 at sign up and you will get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. I am the first to admit that gift giving is not easy for everyone. It's taken me a long time to become like a halfway decent gift giver. But... What I have learned is that the best way to win the gift-giving game is to gift memories. Ooh. And you know how you do that, Kate? I'm I'm ready. I'm listening. The Aura digital Mm -hmm. frame Mm -hmm. preloaded with decades of family photos. We have gifted this to many people. And when you gift this, your family will love looking back on childhood memories and seeing what you're up to today. Even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating the frame with new photos. So it's really the gift that keeps on giving. It's super easy to set up. It takes literally two minutes. You download the app. You set up the Wi-Fi. Boom. Boom. You're good to go. Yep. We have given this to my parents. We've given mm-hmm. this to Matt's parents. Mm-hmm. Same, same. It's so easy because you can add photos from the app like anytime you want. And also, like my brother has the app, so he can add photos from his family. My sister has the app, so she can add photos. My parents also have it. So they also add their own photos. That is one of the coolest parts, I think, of the Aura Frame is that everybody can contribute. Yes. I love that about... uh, We have two Aura Frames in our house. I have one in my office and yeah, and one in our family room. And my kids love it. Do they have the same pictures on them? No, they have different pictures. (gasps) Ooh, mm-hmm. oh, that's interesting. Maybe I should get one from my office. I'm looking at a picture of my in- children right now. Right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Putting that away for later. Store that. Yes. Uh, the Aura app lets you share photos more securely than with email, which is what many other digital frames require. And also then you're not taking up your email storage. So win-win. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Forever 35 listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code Forever35 at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. I think it's safe to say that we have suffered through bras. We've been uncomfortable in them. We've... Devoted whole episodes to finding good ones. But I'm here to say enough is enough. 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 I mean, Dory, have I ever told you? Have I ever told you what I did in college when I needed a bra to wear with a fancy dress? What? I cut the top of pantyhose and then I duct taped that to my chest. Oh, sounds uncomfortable because <laughs> i i didn't have honey love when i was in college no well we are here to say no more being uncomfortable no with honey, no 
With Honey Loves Bras, you will wonder why it took so long to make something so comfortable and so supportive. There's no underwire, but through some kind of wonderful magic, they managed to not sacrifice lift. All while making it in a fabric that's so comfortable, you barely know it's there, especially the crossover bra. I wear one of these almost every day. I'm wearing one right now because it's so comfortable and it easily fits into my life. But if you like a breathable and versatile legging, Honey Love has you covered on that front too. Plus, they have tanks, shapewear, and their V-bra that has molded cups still without the underwire to keep mm-hmm. you from getting that dreaded uniboob effect other more relaxed bras tend to give you. So treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we send you. Treat yourself to Honey Love because you deserve it. All right, we are back. And Kate had an idea for a fun little segment that she has appropriately titled Beauty Shit We Did Not Know That Everyone Else Knew. Now, this stems from a conversation that you and I were having just in our lives, unrelated to this podcast, about how there are moments, and I think it's this is specific to beauty culture, but I, I feel like there's this with everything, where you suddenly realize everybody else knows something and you don't. And like you didn't. And I had this... I mean, this is like basically like the uh, um, a major theme throughout my, yes, my memoir. You basically wrote a whole book about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just kind of... I, I feel like sometimes there are... Like with beauty culture, how... And, and I'm not saying it's this is like right, but there are ways in which we learn or are taught the tools and, and aspects of beauty culture. And then there are ways in which we are not. I feel like especially among like college girls, white college girls in like 2007-ish time, maybe 2005, they were like straightening the shit out of their hair. And... I just thought people had really straight hair. I understood like chemical straightening of hair and I understood perms. Yes. And I understood hair curlers and different ways of curling your hair. I was with a friend and she whipped out a hair straightener. Like we were going out and and I was like, wait, what? And she had, she was like, yeah, I have wavy hair. I straighten my hair. And then a friend, I was t- explaining my friend at the time, I was telling her this, and she very kindly gave me her chi hair straightener. Wow. Because the other thing is I, w- I didn't realize that you could, could spend $200 on a fucking hair straightener. Like this was, it was like sure. an entire world opened up to me that I didn't know existed. And I just, sometimes I still sit with that. And how there are things occurring right now in the world where I'm like, <laughs> and obviously there are things occurring in the world that we don't know about that are like literal atrocities. I'm talking about on a superficial level in like the, in beauty. Yes. Right. Like sure, just these sure, kind sure. of like things that are happening that all like, you're like, what? I didn't know. Right. Well, I think I've talked about this before, but I feel like I learned a lot about beauty culture 
in the aughts from the gym. Oh my gosh. What a great spot to get an education in the gym changing room. They were doing like get ready with me's, but just in front of the mirror for nobody. You know what I mean? Like it was just a room of get ready with me's. But like it was... But it was in the, it was in public. Right. I mean, not public, but like it was in the locker room. So like everyone could see what everyone else was doing. And one of the things that I noticed, and I've talked about this before, was like how many women wore thong underwear. Oh my gosh, yes. Not like I was like trying to look at everyone's butt, but it was just like, it was hard to avoid. Um, so that was one thing. The other thing, I agree. Yes. At the time, flat irons were freaking everywhere. And like, the the um I think the other thing that I noted that felt very foreign to me was the amount of time that some people took to get ready. You know, it was they would like blow dry their hair, then they would flat iron their hair, then they would put on makeup, they would like it just and most of the time they were doing this like in front of a mirror, like in their underwear. <laughs> and I was just like, wow, like I and and that was also at a time when like I showered and blow dried my hair and put on a full face of makeup every mm. day. Um, but I don't think I had like fully grasped the extent to which some people, you know, spent so much time getting ready. Not like not in a judgmental way. I was just sort of like, wow, that like. I don't think I could even think of things to do for that long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> but that was an, that was interesting for me. Um, but another thing kind of along those similar lines as you was learning like how many, especially people like on TV, how many of them had hair extensions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize that that was not everyone's, natural hair. I've told you about the time a friend of mine who is a, an actress, um, I just got into LA and she was working on a TV show at the time and she picked me up in her car to go to dinner and there was just like a chunk of hair on the passenger seat. Have I ever told you this? No, you did. I know you have not told yeah. me this. And I was like, what? It? What the fuck? And, sh- and she was literally just tossing it into the back seat and she was like, oh yeah, we're all in hair extensions on TV. And that was another thing that blew my mind. I was like, what? Excuse me? And also, you could just put in hair extensions for the day, and then they would take them out and then put them in. Like, there's so... I mean, this just also goes to the point of, like, nothing we see is real. And we know this, obviously. Like, we're now in, like, the AI world. But even something as basic as that, right? Like, yeah, nothing we see is real. Yeah. Well, Dory... Have you you've talked about wearing hair extensions on this podcast before, correct? Mhm. I can still remember the moment. This is way before Forever 35 existed, and you and I would get together and write. We would hang out at um Cafe 101 and sometimes we would see John Ham. And yeah. You told me that you would hair extension and that blew my fucking mind. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't think I realized until I got hair extensions that you could get hair extensions to kind of like make your hair look mm-hmm. thicker, not just longer. Mm-hmm. And because I had pretty short hair at the time. Um, like I had like a, a like it was above my shoulders. Right, right. 
but it was just, it was kind of just intended to make my hair look thicker. I ultimately stopped getting extensions because they were very expensive to maintain. And it was also hard to put my hair up because it was hard to do it without like showing the extensions. Did it take a long time to get them put into your hair, put them into your, or onto your head? Um, sort of, it wasn't like hours and hours mm. cause I didn't have that many. Um, it was more just that like every six weeks you had to go back and get mm. them replaced because your hair grows and you know, like they, you, you need to get them like re redone. Um, and then if, you know, if, if you want to grow your hair longer, you have to get new extensions because those extensions are like cut to a certain length. So it was like, it was a lot of, it was a lot of maintenance. You had to pay for the extensions themselves. Then you had to pay every time I had tape in extensions. So I, you know, you had to pay every time to have them like redone. Um, and I forget exactly how much it was, but it was not that cheap, like at all. Um, and I remember just being like, I, I, cannot maintain these anymore <laughs> mm. yeah um but yeah I'm trying to think of their of like were there other things like that that you know and and of course this is just like my perception and my sort of like socioeconomic milieu to say like, quote unquote, everyone was doing something. Um, but I don't know. It is, it is interesting to just like observe those things or learn about things that you are then like, why am I, why does it feel like I'm the last to know about this? I think that's it. It's that kind of like, you know, the title of Mindy Kaling's first book, like, is everybody hanging out without me? I think, is it? Like, it's that kind of energy of just like, did everybody know? And and there is this kind totally. of like, who gets, you know, who gets the information, who gets the access? Like, so much of that, I think, is based on, like you mentioned, economic standing, race, class, like all these things, right? Like, Mm-hmm. And and it's it's also perhaps a way in which beauty culture is used to kind of weaponize those systems and keep some people out and bring some people in. Totally. Hmm. Yeah. Who knew? That's also a really who knew good point. I could get so much out of freaking hair straighteners. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I mean, and then you know, I feel like there was. And maybe we're still in this period where like people didn't like people didn't want to have their hair be curly. Well, yes. And that is I mean, that is a whole other conversation about the ways in which hair in particular, like black hair is received in professional environment, like all that all that's all connected. Right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, good point. And the way in which some people speak about curly hair is quote unquote messy and what that insinuates without mm-hmm. saying it. Yeah. I mean, Taylor Swift says that her hair just changed from curly to straight. 
No, Dory, what? She's, that's what she says. Well, I shouldn't, okay. I shouldn't act aghast because I will say my hair was for the first half of my life, first 30-ish years, maybe even 35 years, stick straight, really straight. And which is why I just assumed anybody who, like I couldn't quite figure out how they got their hair so straight, but mine was always pretty straight. And then I now have, yeah, wa- I now have wavy texture. So my hair texture has completely changed. And I think there is some sort of like cyclical change that goes on hormonally that impacts the ways in which our hair can grow in. And I know things like chemotherapy can change your hair texture, all these things, uh, which I have not have, but I have not had. But so I don't want to say that like, it's not true that maybe she had curly hair and now it's straight, but her curls, her curls were very, her curls were like, (laughs) yes, defined. I know. It's very, it's interesting. It's very So I have to assume they were being like deeply enhanced and styled. And now. Yeah, that's also possible. Maybe it's her hair has changed. But yeah, wow. If you look at the first cover of her album, she's got like. Yeah, it's super curly. Super curls. That was in 2006. They were ringlets, if you will. She had a real ringlet. A real ringlet. Yeah, totally. Oh, wow. This is fascinating. Yeah, but she she has said um I found something from 2019 where she told Elle magazine that she had the curliest hair from birth and now it is straight. It's the straight hair I wished for every day in junior high, but just as I was coming to terms with loving my curls, they've left me. Please pray for their safe return. Oh, I see. She wants her curls back. So now she says she wants her curls back. So I don't know. Interesting. Just just a little, you know, little tidbit. I mean, there. to quote Taylor herself, it sounds like her curls are saying we are never getting back together. Kate, that is what they're saying. So <sighs> take that. All right. Take that, Taylor. Kate, let's take another little break. Okay. BRB. And we'll be we'll be right back. 
is our project manager, Sammy, um, was talking about people introducing themselves in the Forever 35 Patreon Discord because a lot of people were doing little intros and saying like what they do for a living and where they're from and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, Forever 35 listeners have the coolest jobs. And I was like, I know they really do. And then not like an hour later, we got this email. <laughs> Only proving your point further and Sammy's and point. And I was like, wow. Okay. So this listener writes, hi, K and D. I'm writing in regards to the Pond Cold Cream mini episode 384. I'm not a star of the stage, but I do perform on stage at the Met Opera. You're a star of the stage. <laughs> Just casually. <laughs> Come on. You need to own it. And I wear Listener. I wear a lot of makeup for a living between 140 and 175 performances a oh season. My stage makeup removal routine is micellar water and then CeraVe SA cleaner. I believe that is salicylic acid cleaner, followed by my moisturizer routine. I've tried all sorts of balms and melts, including ponds, but I usually have to wash at least two rounds with a cleanser to get the rest of the gunk off. I've found this routine takes the makeup off, makeup off the quickest and makes my skin the happiest. I'm a new listener and I've been loving the pod. Keep up, keep doing the good work. Well, you keep doing the good work, star of stage. Seriously, my goodness. I, I was expecting when I when I read this and they said, I'm not a star of the stage, I thought they were gonna say like, but I do wear a lot of makeup or like right. something like that. <laughs> They're just like, but I do perform at the Metropolitan. I mean, Opera. how freaking cool <laughs> is that? Oh, that was so cool. I have never been to the opera. Have you? I've never seen an I you have. have? I have. I have, yes. What is it like? Um, to be honest, I kind of had no idea what was going on. <laughs> well, because it's always it's it's predominantly not sung in English, correct? And that is your first language. Correct. Yeah. Did you enjoy it despite not kind of understanding? Um, I did. Cool. I did, but I think I went, I definitely went once when I was in um, grad school because I was in a arts and culture journalism program mm. and we went like as a class. Um, and I wasn't like compelled to go back, <laughs> but totally it was definitely fair. like a cool experience. Yeah. I'm fascinated. I would like to go. I, I think we can see the opera in Los Angeles. I could also just YouTube yeah, opera. opera. Okay. Okay. I think it'd be cool to see that live. All right. Well, listener, thank you for this. You are, you do wear makeup. I mean, a hundred to 40, 175 performances a season. That is a ton of stage makeup and stage makeup. It, it's a lot having done um, like very local theater in college. I know. Yeah. Stage makeup yeah. is intense. Yeah. Um, all right. Okay, do you want to read the next Yeah, one? I mean, this is technically for you, but I will read it. Dory, these are life-changing. Thank you so much for letting me know these existed. I believe the subject of the email was something like fake toenails. I purchased Dashing Diva for both my fingers and toes for a recent long weekend away. I used both the included adhesive strips and a brush on nail glue. It's now been over two weeks and my toes are still going strong. Why bother with pedicures again? 
My nails lasted almost a week, which as a lifelong hand fiddler and nail picker was a win for me. I'm hooked. Love, grateful in Toronto. Look at you, toe Listen, influencer. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. The the press on pedicure is really amazing. Yeah, I had never seen anything. Like I the moment I saw Dory's fake press on toenails was like one of the most powerful moments of my <laughs> last five years. Because talk about not knowing that something could exist and also that people are walking around with fake toenails. It blew my mind. Totally. Now, I will say I have been on a little bit of like a nail health journey. And I do worry about the damage that some of these like press on nails can can cause on some people's nails. So I do just want to like flag that that they aren't like Have you done have you done a press on pedicure? I haven't done a pedicure. I have done press on manicures, but I also have been extensively watching nail damage videos. You know, why not yeah, I, hyperfixate I mean, in this way? This is obviously anecdotal, but I did not find that press-ons damaged my nails. I, I feel like my nails got more damage from gel. Totally. Well, I think that's good, a good to point out. It's definitely not everybody. I just have the kind of nails that get damaged like if I sneeze. Um, but Well, maybe don't sneeze. I'll try not to, Dory. <laughs> but I mean, truly, I've never seen anything look more natural than when you had fake toenails on. Yeah, it was the they were they were really good. It blew my mind. And if if everyone recalls, um, it was because my my nails had been damaged from getting nail like a fungus. Yeah, that's right. It's really, really pretty gross. <laughs> um, but even if I had put nail polish on them, you would have still been able to like see the texture. It was right, very obvious. Right. And so I, in desperation, I was like, let me try these press-on nails. And they were a revelation. Have you worn them recently or because your toenails have kind of grown out, are you not really back in the saddle? Yeah, because my toenails are knock on wood healthy-ish now, um, I've gone back to getting pedicures just because I like having like my feet kind of like more tended to and nail my nails shaped and such. Um, but certainly for a long time, the press on pedicure was a lifesaver mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. So, <sighs> well, Kate, I believe we have come to the point in our episode where we talk about our intentions. Well, you know, last week on the last episode, I had shared that my intention was figure out what I want to do for my birthday. And at some point a few days ago, I received a text message from one Dory Shafrir that just said, what are we doing for your birthday? My answer is, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I should do. I'm kind of having like decision-making paralysis and I want to figure it out on my own. Like, I feel like you were very kind and asked if you could help. And I just kind of like, don't know. I don't know. That's okay. I asked because I was listening to the episode where you talked about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And you so me accountable. it was sort of, 
it was top of mind. I appreciate that. I was like, let me just, let me just see if she's had any thoughts. I haven't. I keep coming back to a couple things. One is to invite people over to just do some gentle crafts. And then the other is to have like a dirty dancing movie night. Cute. I haven't seen that movie in a long time and I like a romance. But I just haven't gotten yeah, totally. I haven't gotten that far and then I kind of run into my same like kind of panicky, nervous feelings about hosting and asking people to show up and all that stuff. All my stuff. Yeah. You know. I know, I hear you. You know. I hear you. I made I'm, I'm I'll work it out. Um, what about this okay, week? Okay, well what do you have this on? week is to keep working in my seven hundred and fifty words journal. Amazing. And stick try to stick with it. So that's where I'm at. But okay. I'm going to have to do it after we record. I didn't get to it this morning. I would like to make it like a first thing in the morning practice. But right now it's going to be uh, right after we record this podcast practice, which is fine. It is what it is. Okay. How about you, Dory? Last week you were having some trip anxiety. I was. Um, I, I wrote about it in my newsletter, which you can find at dory.substack.com if you're interested. Um. Yeah. And this week I have a, I have a sort of like related intention. By the time you hear this, I will have already flown across the country, but I'm going to try to be kind of chill about travel. Like as we're recording this Mm. there, there's been like, I've been reading about like, uh, airline meltdowns essentially, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like Mm -hmm. partly due to the thunderstorms on the East coast. And then a sort of like cascade failure of, staffing and etc and i'm really hoping that these things work themselves out by the time we fly so hopefully we're flying into boston which seems to be having fewer problems than new york new york seems to be like a major problem um but who knows who knows what will happen um and i'm trying to just kind of like be calm, accept the things I cannot change, but at the same time, be as prepared as possible for unexpected, you know, delays or whatever, which includes for me, because I have a four-year-old bringing a lot of food, (laughs) bringing changes of clothes, Mm -hmm. bringing, you know, bringing backup power sources, backup headphones, back like <laughs> just all the things. Um, and of course, you can never prepare for every eventuality, but I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to just like make, hopefully make things as like pain-free as possible. So that's what I have going on this week. I think that sounds great. I, I, well, thank I you. am, I have become kind of obsessed with like travel hacks. I would love to discuss this mm-hmm. once you get back. Maybe we can talk about it deeper on an episode because I definitely am trying to figure out strategies to make travel when I get to do it less of like a struggle. Totally. But you're you're not going to like wear a fishing vest through security. Is that a thing people do? There's like this woman who I guess on TikTok does all these like they're mostly I think like packing mm-hmm. She does a lot of packing hacks. So like she's worn a fishing vest, like stuffed with like she put a laptop in her fishing vest. Yeah. So she like it's basically like another suitcase. And then she also 
took the stuffing out of a neck pillow and stuffed it with like underwear and socks. I've seen that. I've seen that before, <laughs> which is fascinating. I mean, I would so like get, stuff like I that. Could get to that point for sure. I for me, like with a child, I like I don't think I can go there. But if it was just me, I would I would explore these. You would things. be in a fishing vest for sure. I would maybe be in a fishing vest. Anyway, thanks everyone for listening. Again, if you want to hear more from us, patreon.com slash forever35. If you don't, that's also fine. Forever 35 is hosted and produced by me, Dori Shafrir, and Kate Spencer, produced and edited by Sam Junio. Sammy Reed is our project manager and our network partner is ACAST. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.